First John chapter 2, verse 18. I could use a little more monitor, guys. Little children, it is the last time, end times. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, we know it's going to happen. Even now, there are many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. John was speaking to his day. He was speaking to his time. But I think it translated down a few thousand years and lands in our service with us this morning on purpose. And if I just skipped a verse and went down to verse 22, I think I'd like to land right there for a few moments this morning. So in all of the events that were occurring around him, John still had a word for the church. He said, but ye have an unction. You have an anointing. But in spite of everything that's happening around you, in spite of everything that's going on in the current events, you could get focused on that. You could get sidetracked by that. But you have an unction. You've got an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I, I just want to remind somebody this morning, God didn't get caught off guard, and the church isn't caught off guard either. You've got an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Come on, don't get the wrong headline in view this morning. We came with a word from God. God has us here on purpose, but you are anointed. But you, wherever you are right now, you are anointed. I feel my help coming from the Lord. I, I feel it rising up in the room right now. But you have an unction. Uh, you, need, you need to just look at your neighbor, point at him, say, but you, but you've got an unction. Come on, it didn't, it didn't come from something here. It didn't come from a, a, a beautiful melody in a song. It didn't come from some great words or oratory. I'll tell you where it came from. What we sense in the room and what you sense wherever you are right now is something that is rising up. And it's not from here. It comes from there. It's from the Holy One. I, I wish we just kind of let that begin to flow for a moment right now. Wherever you are, would you... Would you lift your voice? We'll, we'll be seated in a second, but I think it's just a little premature because there's something moving and there's something flowing right now. You've got an unction. You've got an anointing. There, there's something that's coming from the top down in the room right now. There's something that's coming from the top down over way of webcast right now. There's something coming from the top down into the chapel right now. There's something coming down and I don't want to get out from under the flow. The old timer said it like this, kid under the spout where the glory is coming out. I have an unction from the Holy One this morning. We got an unction. We've got an unction this morning. Go ahead and be seated. Psalm chapter 133 starts like this. I didn't know when I wrote this that other uh, pastoral team members were going to comment about it this morning. All I know is that when I sat down somewhere in the evening last night, I had been wrestling with the sermon for the weekend. I've been wrestling with about what God was wanting to speak to our church, what God was wanting to say to our movement, what God is wanting to say here, and what God may be wanting to say somewhere beyond here. And, and I said, I think we just need to touch down and talk about the anointing. I, I think we just need to touch down and talk about unity for a few moments tomorrow morning. And, and as I began to pray about it, and as I began to study more about it, I mean, I got all kinds of sermons about anointing. As a matter of fact, if you want to go back through the, the webcast, you can find a few. You can, you can find because you're anointed. You can find a, 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 some about uh, the anointing, the oil. You can talk, you can talk pastor preached a, a wonderful sermon uh, on the anointing just here recently. But I, I still felt a compelling in the Holy Ghost to remind us because there's some times when, when we just need a reminder about revival. There's sometimes when we just got to have a, a reminder that we're on track for what God is going to do in us. And we're on track for what God is going to do through us. And I just came with a little revival reminder. 
it's not going to come through one. And it's not going to come through three. It's not going to come through five, six, seven, or eight. It's going to come when the body of believers gathers together wherever we are. And we appoint ourselves and anoint ourselves for the season that God has placed us in. I came with a reminder this morning. You have an unction from the Holy One. We are Capital Community Church. You just break down that middle word for a minute. We have a common unity. We are not Capital Conformity Church. We haven't come to come, uh, con- cause people to conform to one idea or another. We are Capital Common Unity Church. We've got some unity that binds us together stronger than ties that you can imagine. We, we've got a unity that binds us together that's greater than the forces that would like to divide. We've got a unity that binds us together that's greater. It's of greater importance. It's of greater value. It's of greater power than anything that the world's got. I came to remind somebody this morning that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And the one that is in you is connected to the one that's beside you. The one that is in you is in your neighbor. The one that is in you is in our church. The one that is in you is at work. I'm talking about a God that's at work this morning in Capital Community Church. We haven't come to cause anybody to come into conformity. We are here to challenge one another into a place of unity. We can still be in one accord. I don't know what camera's on right now, but we can still be in one accord. Wherever you are, whatever's happening right now, we can be in one accord. We haven't come to bring discord. We have come to bring one accord. We can be different without being divisive. I have as much love for everybody in the room as I do for those outside of the room. Your pastors, your leadership, your church family loves Everybody. I came with a declaration two weeks ago. We reminded everybody our church is your church. Hasn't changed. Haven't changed our mind. Haven't changed our position. Haven't changed our statement of belief. Haven't changed our fall focus. Our church is your church. This is your church. This is your church. Our approach in response to uh, the mandates that have been given to us over this past week have been our most sincere attempt to allow everybody to join us together this morning. It's been our desire, our intention. If you would peel back the layers of who we are and what we are, underneath all of that you would find a desire for a united church body. Our intention is for all of us to be together as best as we can right now. We're believing and trusting God that this is a temporary season. So don't make permanent decisions in a temporary season. It is like the Bible said, precious ointment upon the beard that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Again, I wrote this before I read pastor's note to the church family. I wrote this before I saw Pastor Mike Hennessy's note. I'm looking forward to Pastor Mike being with us tonight. I I didn't read that and then decide that's what we're going to preach about today. I'm telling you that the Holy Ghost spoke through the pastors in our church congregation to talk to our church family to remind us it's not time to divide. It's time to, come on, it's time to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's not time for us to get separated. It's time for us to connect more than we ever have before. I'll tell you what's... I'm getting ahead of myself. So Pastor Mike, he kind of just kind of put the little seal on the sermon this morning. He wrote, he said, Pastor, uh, he wrote Psalm 133, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brethren live together in harmony. For harmony is as the precious, is as precious as the anointing oil. He took it from a little different version. I'm still old school. I'm the old guy. I'm King James. But I'll tell you, if you're talking about harmony, harmony requires three different parts. It requires three different people singing three different parts or more. Let's get the bass in there. You get four. 
talking about people that they're not singing the same note, but they're singing the same song. We're talking about people that, that are, are, are singing the same focus. They're singing together. And, and I'll tell you what comes. It's, I, I'll just be honest with you. I don't like acapella music. I don't like just everybody singing the same part. I like, well, mostly because I can't sing down when the girls sing. I, I got this high voice and I, ah, I got that challenge. So, so I, I, someone asked me one time, I used to lead worship at Fair Mountain. Someone came to me one time and said, why do you always sing tenor? I said, because I can't sing the soprano. <laughs> can't do it. But I'll tell you when, there, there, there isn't anything that I love more when you, when you get maybe four people singing four different parts or, or you, get, uh, you get 40 people singing four different parts and the melody becomes harmony and it becomes one song and you may not sing the same note that I'm singing, but we're all singing the same song. I think that's a little bit what Pastor Mike was trying to say. It's that beautiful harmony that comes when we all pull together, when we all work together, when we all push together, watch what's going to happen. That is when the anointing begins to fall. That's when the anointing begins to move. God said that is where I'm going to command my blessing to come in that environment when people kind of put our differences aside and we say, you know what? We're here to push the purpose of God forward. We're here to sing his song this morning. We just want harmony to happen amongst our church family because when it does, watch what begins to happen. The anointing begins to flow from the top down and by the time it reaches the skirt, by the time it gets to the ground, it's touched everybody. It's touched everyone. Nobody excluded. Everybody included in the anointing that God wants to bring on the church. There, the Lord commands blessing. If there was ever a time when we need the blessing and the anointing of God, it's in these last days that commanded blessing is going to come regardless of who stands in the way or what stands in the way. If God commands the blessing, then the blessing is going to come. So if there's anything that I can do to get in order. If there's anything that I can do to get in place, if there's anything that I can do to connect, if there's anything that I can do to unify, if there's anything that I can do to bring people together, if there's anything that I can do to get everybody under one roof, if there's anything that I can do, if there's anything that you can do, I'll tell you what God says. When he sees that, he said, I'm going to let my anointing flow right there. He's going to command his blessing to come. I came with just... A few reminders today. It's a little bit, it's a little bit like scatter shooting. I'm, I haven't even got through my introduction, and I've got 14 pages. <laughs> but I won't preach them all. What we're going through doesn't change who we are. I'll say it again. What we're going through doesn't change who we are. By the time we're finished, this message this morning. I'd love for a clear message to be communi communicated to the enemy. Devil, you messed with the wrong church when you messed with this church. You see, some of your divisive tactics may work in a workplace, but we have an unction. But we have an unction from the Holy One, and we know all things. We know where you're coming from, and we know where you're headed, and we're not going there. Woo! Shatabakahaya. Come on. Uh, some of your issues might bring division in workplaces, but we have an unction from the Holy One. Some of these mandates may bring division in the legislative assembly, but we have an unction from the Holy One, and we know all things. We know how this story ends. Some of these government decisions might bring division in the parliament or in political parties or in families or in communities, but we have an unction from the Holy One. I, I came with just a reminder today that, that we know all things. We got your number, devil. You mess with the wrong church. You mess with the wrong, come on, you mess with the wrong family. You mess with the wrong group of people this time. You mess with us too long. We're coming out and we're coming out stronger. We're coming out united. We're coming out on purpose. Come on.
on, you better declare it for your family. Devil, you mess with the wrong dad. When you mess with this dad, devil, you mess with the wrong mom. When you mess with this mom, devil, you mess with the wrong son. When you mess with this son. Come on, I love for the devil. Come on, I love for the accuser of the brethren to leave with the biggest question mark he ever had. What happened this morning? I'll tell you what happened. Anointing flowed. Come on, anointing flowed. We have an unction from the Holy One. You're anointed. You're anointed. We need a fresh anointing. Come on, we need a fresh anointing. Psalm 92, verse 10, the psalmist said, But you have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. I am anointed with fresh oil. We need fresh oil to flow. We can't live in today with yesterday's anointing. We can't live in today with last year's anointing. We can't live in today with last decade's anointing. We can't live in today with yesteryear's anointing. We need a fresh anointing. And it's going to come when the people of God are united together. I, I, I like what the, the psalmist said. He, said. he said, like the horn of a unicorn. Well, I mean, the new verse, version says like that of a wild ox. Because, I don't know, I don't believe in unicorns. Like that of a wild ox. I, I think I got a picture of a ram here. Now, the ram's horn is, is typically what was used. There's a picture of a ram's horn. A ram's horn was filled with anointing oil, and, and that would have been what probably Samuel used to anoint David. He would have filled that horn up. That horn, that horn would have been cleaned out and, and honed out, and, and the oil would have been poured in, and it would become that horn of anointing oil. And, and the psalmist knew that. He, he knew that a ram's horn would, would, could, would and could have been used. But he didn't say it was a ram's horn. He said it was the horn of a wild ox. And if you kind of look, the ram's horn, yeah, the ram's horn is kind of, it, it's prepared for use in the future. It's like a, a, a storage unit for the anointing. Operation oil storing. But if you look at a picture of a wild ox. Now, now Wild Willie, he's a little different than Billy Goat Gruff back there. His horn is already tipped up. His horn is already prepared for outpouring. He's got operation outpouring in mind. And the psalmist said, ah, he anoints me. Ah, 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 fresh oil from that wild ox's horn. It's already tipped up. It's ready to be poured out. I, I don't want a moment's notice. I don't want a minute's hesitation. I don't want to miss it by a second. I want the anointing. He said, like the wild ox's horn. It's already up and ready to be poured out. I, I want to get out under that spout. I, I want to be prepared for fresh anointing. I just came to tell someone today there's fresh anointing flowing in the room receive it receive it too often we try and live in yesterday's anointing this Ecclesiastes said it like this dead flies cause the oil of the perfumer to send forth an evil odor dead flies in the ointment flies land let me just let you know flies land in the unused ointment you want to know how to keep the flies out of the ointment keep the ointment Flowing in your life. Come on, like the horn of the wild ox. Get it up there. Get it tipped up. Say, God, whatever you got. I need it this morning. I need it today. Our church needs it for our community right now. God, our family needs it. My family needs it. I need your anointing this morning. No dead flies in the horn of the ointment because it's flowing freely. The theologians say that almost six liters of oil was poured over the priest in the season of anointing. It was a lot of oil. The priest may not have had very much. As a matter of fact, he was limited with what he could possess. He didn't have a lot, but he had a lot of anointing. He didn't have a lot of stuff, but he had a lot of oil. His garments were laden down with the oil of anointing. He was weighed down wherever he went because he 
had been anointed. He left a trail behind him when that anointing oil was flowing in his life. It flowed down his garment. It flowed over everything that he had down his face, through his beard. It flowed over top of that priestly garment, those robes, down to the very fringes and tassels along the bottom. And his feet, as they moved through the soil, they leave an imprint behind of the anointing oil. There wasn't just a little anointing. I, I know I appreciate what we do. I, I'm grateful. I didn't even know if this was still here. I'm grateful for the little bottle of anointing. But I came to tell somebody that ain't going to do. It wasn't going to do with the priests of the Old Testament. I know it's a symbol of anointing oil. We'll anoint you with oil. But I tell you that the priests in the Old Testament, if you passed him that and said, here's your anointing oil, he would say, uh-uh, that's, that's not enough. That's not enough to get me through the day. That's not enough to get me out the door. That's not enough to get down over my beard. That's just simply not enough. I just, I just came to let somebody know we aren't satisfied with a limited quality or quantity of anointment. We need a great flow of anointing at work in our lives. We need a great flow of anointing flowing in our church family. We need it. There was no substitute for the anointing. said that when that ointment was made, it was holy. The compounds, the composition, like that of the apothecary, it was to be combined and connected. It was to be one, many articles, but one oil flowing together, aromatic, beautiful, spices. So everywhere that the priest went, he was recognized because he was anointed. CCC, we need to be known for our anointing. We need anointing flowing into our lives. There's no place for anything that's substitutionary. We, we can't allow the anointing, and it's going to flow into sanctified vessels. They didn't, they didn't kind of just grab some old ram's horn in the middle of the desert, they made sure that it was cleansed. They made sure that it was sanctified. They, they made sure that it was purified. They, they made sure we, we got to purify ourselves and we've got to connect ourselves and then let God fill us with anointing that flows out, out, out through our lives into the world around us. There's no place for the fake. There was no place for the, uh, a substitution. It had to be the genuine article. The world will know if we are anointed. I just want to pause for a minute. Would you lift your hands and pray? Because come on, someone pray for anointing right now. Someone pray for purification. Someone pray that your vessel gets cleansed and purified, washed in the blood. God, open us, prepare us. Your provisions available. Your outpouring is waiting. Come on, wherever you are, that's a prayer you can pray. I can leave you with one more caution this morning. I would say be careful what you connect yourself to. There's a reason that scripture said that the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. A yoke is indicative of the thing that you have connected yourself to. That's why your connection to your church family is critically important. But here's the good news. Whatever it is that may seem to have attached itself to you or whatever you may have attached yourself to can not only be broken off of your life, but can absolutely be destroyed with the anointing.
because the anointing doesn't just break the yoke of bondage. The anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. And I pause to pray this morning because I'm, my prayer is that something will be broken off of people's lives this morning. I, I pray that God would destroy yokes of bondage that have held people back from becoming what he has called them to be. I, I would like to release kingdom opportunity and kingdom connection in this room and beyond today. I, I'm praying for the anointing to absolutely destroy the yoke of bondage because if you've connected yourself to something or somewhere else but you haven't connected to your church family, there's a call for connection that's coming in the Holy Ghost today. There's a call for connection that's coming. Come on, unite us together, God, like we have never been united for f before. I, I came just, it's just a revival reminder. It's a revival reminder. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seeds shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I just came to remind us this isn't unusual for us to be in this place. The going forth comes with comes before the rejoicing. The weeping comes before the rejoicing. The burden comes before rejoicing. It's all there in scripture. You will have to release the precious seed before you come back bearing sheaves rejoicing. But if we are willing to do what God has asked us and called us to do, the going forth will come with rejoicing. The weeping will come with rejoicing. The burden won't come. Come on. We won't come back empty-handed. We will come back bearing sheaves, bearing the burden and the beauty of, come on, of harvest on our shoulders. We will release precious seed and God will bring rejoicing to us today. And there's a reason why he said, shall doubtless come again. Because there's going to be doubt that shows up. No criticism if you've doubted somewhere along the way today. No criticism if somewhere in the midst of all this mess you got sideways. No criticism. I'll talk about it in a minute. I was there. Your revival may not have come yet, but you're anointed. <laughs> but you are anointed. You are. You have an unction from the Holy One. It's yours today. It's yours. It's yours to receive. It's yours to walk into. You have an unction. Your revival may not have shown up yet. You may still be walking in the path that the locust has eaten. You still may be purveying the field where the canker worm has consumed. You, you may be looking over what, what's left after the caterpillar and the palmer worm have done their greatest work of destruction. But let me just remind you, it's not the end. Because God said, you shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing she's with him. So yeah, maybe you doubted somewhere along the way. But I just came with a little reminder this morning. But you are anointed. The field may be barren right now, but you're anointed. It's not over because God hasn't said that it's over yet. Come on, I, I just came with a little bit of faith-filled focus to this morning. Ah, we have an unction from the Holy One. We're still preaching Joel 2, 28. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. And also upon your servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit. Still preaching it. Haven't seen it yet. But we are anointed. We're anointed, CCC. You're anointed. We lose miracles. We lose healing. Why? Because we're anointed. We have a, come on, we have a triumphant anointing that's moving in the room. Why? Because we're anointed. We came to dispel fear and dismiss fear and doubt this morning because we are anointed. Everything restricting and hindering you, we call it out and we cast it out. Because you're anointed. Everything resisting the will of God, we declare that it comes into being because you are anointed. Every element of the enemy at work to divide and confuse. We came with just a little declaration. Devil, look out because we are anointed. We're commanding the yokes to be broken in the middle of the mess and in the middle of a pandemic. I just came with a word. We're still anointed. You're anointed. We don't have it that bad. 
So what are you talking about? How bad do you want it to get? Well, I don't want it to get any worse. But we don't have it that bad. If revival could break out in Caesar's household. If the early family of God could have revival under the tyranny of dictatorship, then what could happen in the assembly of the faithful when we bind ourselves together? Come on, when we unite ourselves together, when we have a common unity, capital common unity church. We don't have it that bad. I just come with the most unexpected word of promise in the midst of pandemic. And if I came with my word, I'd say, oh, no. If I came with my own idea, I'd say, oh, my. But I'm not. I'm coming with an unction from the Holy One. CCC, you were appointed for this day. You were appointed for this minute. You were appointed for this moment. And God didn't just appoint you and leave you. God is anointing you for service. It'll be a unique day, Zacharias said, which is known to, come on, just known to God. Not day and not night, but it will come to pass that at evening time, there shall be light. Yesterday was that kind of day for me. It was the wrong kind of D-Day. If we can come back to the music. It was the wrong kind of D-Day. Not day, not night, just kind of. No sun to brighten my light. It was just that, uh. I'll, I'll be honest, I'll tell you what kind of D-Day it was. It was day of division. It was day of disease. It was down and out day. It was day of derision, day of depression, day of discouragement. Just being honest. That's what kind of day yesterday was. I was physically ill, not from the virus. But there was a spiritual tension in my soul. And it didn't lift until I got into the prayer room. I'm sorry for getting there so late, God. The problem was I got focused on government. The problem was I forgot that unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. I'm not preaching out of context. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Come on. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Guess what? Two governments in that verse. The government and his government. And the government is on his shoulders. The government is on his shoulders. It can't move to the right unless he allows it. And it can't go to the left unless he says, all right. I just came with a reminder, devil. The government can't issue one edict unless God says, all right. Okay. Go ahead. Have you considered, <laughs> come on, have you considered my capital common unity church? Go ahead. It can't move to the right unless he allows it. It can't move to the left, left unless he says, all right. It can't issue any edict. It can't, come on, it can't propose any mandate unless God says, okay. It can plan it can impose restrictions, but only if God allows it. Come on. I amen Pastor Matt when he said, let's pray for our leadership and our civil leadership. I think we need to pray for our Blaine Hayes. I think we should pray for Jennifer Russell. Dominic Cardi needs our prayer. in reality if you've ever seen a turtle on a fence post it didn't get there by itself it's just a part of the plan God said alright come on the government
government is on his shoulders. He's just saying, all right. How you doing today? All right. Go ahead, mandate. Go ahead. We're, we're, come on, I'm not opposed to everything that's happening either. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that whatever happens, God said, I got it. The government is on his shoulder. I, it's bigger. Come on, it's big. Guess what? Prime Minister Trudeau on his shoulder. It's on his shoulder. It's on his shoulder. It's on the shoulder of the mighty God who said, you know what? I got a church right there. I got a church that I'm going to anoint. I got a church so you go ahead and do what you got to do. I'm still going to have an end time revival. I'm still a God that's in control. I'm still a God that's at work. Come on. God said, I still got a church that I'm going to anoint. If we're not careful, we'll forget who's in charge he didn't stop there he said upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this so it was last night 12.02 a.m. I missed it by a minute I walked into a new D-Day the first day was all those D's we didn't like. But the first thing I did at 12.02 a.m. this morning is I had a day of dismissal. Come on, I walked by the microwave. I looked. It was 12.02. Little corner cupboard's right there. I opened the corner cupboard. I'll tell you what I was looking for. I was looking for the canola oil. Got the soy sauce out of the way. Got the Mr. Noodles out of the way. Got the cayenne pepper out of the way. Trying to be quiet. Didn't want to wake the whole house up. It's like, where is it? I can't find it. I don't know. I don't know what she did with it. And then I found it. Now don't go back to that verse about substituting. I didn't find it. I found... 2021 version the aerosol spray canola oil with butter flavoring it was 1202 what was I to do because I made my mind up I'm not going into today like I did yesterday I got my mind made up. I wasn't even going to go through the night like I did the night before. I got my mind made up. Ah, devil, I missed it by a minute, but you better watch out because I'm walking in a brand new anointing today. I missed it by a minute. It's 12.02, but you better watch out. I got my mind made up. I got my focus. I got my attention. I got my prayer time in. I got a brand new word from God. I came on purpose this morning to, say, to tell somebody, you're anointed, so I pulled it out. Butter spray and all. I started on my arm. Went down my hand. You know how it kind of bubbles up. And that beautiful butter smell, maybe want to go looking for the popcorn next. That's where I started and then I put it on the counter. And then I started walking through the house. you're anointed. You're anointed for this season. You're anointed for this day. You're anointed for this time. You're anointed. You have, bah, bah, bah. come on, you could go to bed mad, get up, come on, get up sad. Or you can make your mind up, ah, I'm anointed. I could, but I'm anointed. I could, come on, I could walk the same way we did yesterday, but I'm anointed. If we're not careful, we'll forget who's in control. Come on, I, I wrote here, I said, I figured we've been spraying door handles with disinfectant all week. I may as well go into high-efficiency anointing. He 
It's a new D-Day. Come on, I, I left it on the decorative blanket on the couch. I stood in my living room and I know right where the church is because when the leaves leave, when the leaves fall, I can see the top of the steeple. So I know right where, I know between which houses, I know right where the steeple is. So it was about 12.05 a.m. this morning. I pointed over here. I pointed at this sanctuary. And I said, God, right there tomorrow, we need a brand today. Tomorrow too. We need a brand new anointing to flow right there. We need something to come on, to go from the top all the way down to the bottom. We need that kind of anointing to move all over the church family tomorrow. We need everybody to come in. And, and I was so grateful when I rolled up on campus this morning. There were people of God that were gathered together. It didn't matter. I'll tell you why you showed up. Because we're anointed. God has us here, right here, right now on purpose. It's a new D-Day. It's a day of declaration. It's a day of determination. It's a day of deliverance. It's a day of destiny. It's a day of divine appointment. That's the kind of D-Day it is today. I wish someone would just walk into it. I wish someone would just receive it. I wish someone would embrace it this morning. If you'd stand together with me. We've got a number of people being tested right now. Thank you for keeping us in the loop. We care. And I know what it's like to spend days looking at the dashboard for the update on my own personal test case to find out if or if not you tested positive. You're looking for a plus sign or a negative sign. And if you're not careful, that can become the focus. That can become all that we talk about. Now, don't get me wrong. We do want to know. We want to pray. We care. We, our, our staff has been in constant communication. We, we felt very loved in the last few weeks. Thank you. But I'm wondering today if we could, if we could all build a little dashboard in our spirit and by the time our feet hit the floor I wonder if we couldn't have checked and said hey how am I testing today Woo! I tested positive for revival come on before your feet hit the floor before you get the bad news from all over before come on somebody sent me a little note on email this morning they said test positive for faith I was like yeah I want to test positive for faith. I want to test positive for what God's going to do. I want to test positive. Come on, I'm not making light. I, I promise I'm not. I'm not making light of anybody walking through that valley right now. Been there. Been there with some of you. So I'm not making light. But I am challenging us today. What would happen if we made sure before our feet hit the floor that we were going to test positive for faith. You say, well, have you, have you read the headlines, Pastor Jack? Yep. But I also read that the word said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't care what it says on the headline. What's it saying on the uphook? What's it saying by faith? I want to test positive for faith. God's not finished with me yet. God's still at work. God's still moving. God's still ministering. God's still pouring. God's still flowing. Come on, it's different for you. You're anointed. But you have an unction from the Holy One. I want to test positive for faith. I want to test positive for unity. I don't want any division in my spirit. We can be different and unite. I want to test positive for revival. I want to test positive for being ready to give the devil the biggest black eye 
we ever received. Get your hands off, devil. It's a brand new D-Day. We're going to push like we never pushed. We're going to press like we never pressed. It's time for revival. Come on, it's time for us to respond and to react to what's happening around us. Absolutely. It's time for us to care and to reach out. Certainly. It's time for us, come on, to work together like we've never worked together before. But it's time, come on, it's, it's time to let the anointing flow in our lives. Someone this morning needs to do what David did. I'm going to dance like David. We sing it. I'm going to shout like David. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon... I'm not asking for that, by the way, right? I will dance like David, dance. I will dance like David, dance like... Maybe I am. No. I'll sing like... David did a lot of things right, but there's one part in 2 Samuel 12 where David got it all wrong. Nathan comes in, declares his sin, and now David's dealing with the consequence of his wrongdoing. David was the least qualified. He's just been disgraced by his own wrongdoing. Lives have been lost. He's been shamed. He's been embarrassed. He's the least likely candidate to be anointed. But read with me for a moment. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. I've never been anointed. I, I never had Pastor Woodward drape the mantle over me and declare God's providence and providence in my life. Don't matter. Guess what? David said, in, in the time that I needed it the most. He said, I got up from the earth and he washed.
there's something flowing right now not limited to this room Sing that rhyme. 